Hello and welcome to Secret Oranges, the podcast where Florida Man reveals the secret origins of comic book fans from around the world, why they collect, what they collect, and what they think of the state of the hobby today. I am your host, Glenn, and I thank you for joining me for this, our fourth issue of Secret Oranges. And we have a, a great interview coming up for you in just a moment. But as always, at the top, I want to make sure that you know how to get a hold of me if you would like to. Uh, you can reach me via email at secretorangesfl at gmail.com. You can reach me at Twitter, secretoranges1, or through Instagram at secret underscore oranges. I have received some feedback. Um, both positive and constructive, and I appreciate both of those. Uh, we're now at four five-star reviews on iTunes and counting, and I appreciate that greatly. Um, three people have left uh, some really lovely comments about the, the podcast, and I do appreciate that greatly. Um, also, I got a little bit of feedback um, from some listeners who uh, enjoyed the show, however, felt that depending on the guest, there might have been some topics that maybe were a little inaccessible because their depth of knowledge wasn't as as much as maybe the guest was. And I, and I totally get that. So I'm going to endeavor to clarify and expound upon either ask the guest to do, to do so or ask you know, or do it myself to explain a little bit what we're talking about. Maybe if there's a reference made that maybe not everybody will get. Uh, that we'll, we'll try to clarify that a little bit. And if we can't do it during the actual interview, I may come in after the fact and provide a little extra context and, and information so uh, people don't feel lost. I definitely don't want this to be one of those um, those podcasts or shows where everyone's talking like they expect everyone else to know what's going on. And the, the idea here is that I'm interviewing people from all walks of life, people who have been into comic books for just months or people who have been into comic books for decades. And regardless of how they discovered it, whether it was through comics, cartoons, or movies, I want to make this accessible. So I, I do appreciate that feedback, and we're going to work on it and try to make it better. But let's go. Let's not uh, waste any more time. Let's get right into our interview, and we'll see you on the other side. Enjoy. All right, and I have with me today... Mike, Mike, thank you so much for uh, for joining me on the podcast today. Oh, thanks for having me, man. Absolutely glad to glad to do it. Um, let's go ahead and and dig right in, uh, get right into that origin story, and find out how you were introduced to comic books in the first place. How did you even know that they existed? Um, I actually didn't. Um, when I was uh, ten years old, um, I had some uh, birthday money uh, burning a hole in my pocket, and uh, I uh, just walked to uh, a 7-Eleven uh, down the street from my house, and, uh, you know, there was a, a comic book rack, and I didn't know what I was looking for or, or, or what I wanted, but um, I guess the pretty covers, um, you know, reached out to me, and I remember buying uh, an issue of Thor and an issue of Marvel Tales, um, I couldn't tell you the issue of Thor now for, for anything, but I did some research on the, uh, Marvel tales issue and it, the only thing that I can remember was it was a, um, an issue. It was a white cover and it was an issue, uh, of Spider-Man, uh, fighting the scorpion. 
And um, when I started digging, and I can't remember the number offhand, but when I started digging, um, it was a, a Todd McFarlane cover. So obviously at 10 years old, I had uh, a, a taste for uh, McFarlane, you know? <laughs> I tell you what, that that group of the image artists, that, you know, that collective brought so many people into comics. So I could understand how that would be pretty captivating to see that, that kind of dynamic artwork right up front and be like, ooh, yeah, that interests me. Mm-hmm. Before they get that, um, and and it was from there I was hooked. Um, I just started buying anything and everything at the time that I, you know, that just caught my eye, and um, I didn't really know what I liked. Um, but you know, everything that I bought, I mean, I, I read cover to cover and. You know, I was reading the the letter pages and um, then eventually I got into um, the one of the first books I really got into was and I, and I don't know why, but I, I got into the story of uh, the spectacular Spider-Man with uh, uh, Sal Buscema when he was doing the art uh, mm-hmm. in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading, um, um, and, and you may remember this, but um, shortly, uh, shortly during the Inferno story and after Inferno, and the Lobo brothers, the Werewolf brothers, and uh, uh, I was just, I was just reading it uh, religiously. And then I want to say for my eleventh or twelfth birthday my parents got me a uh, spectacular Spider-Man uh, subscription. Nice. So I had, uh, I had every issue every month, you know, with the, with the subscription crease and everything, but I, I, I could care less, you know, I, I wanted to get one. And every time I guess I just waited too long to, to do it. But, uh, and then, I mean, you know, I mean, we're, we're grownups. I mean, you know, sometimes we got to say, Hey, I mean, do we want to eat this week or do we want to buy comics? And right. we're adults, but we're also comic nerds. So yeah. it's like, I can eat ramen for a week, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Priorities. Yeah. So, um, my, uh, my next, uh, my next monthly religious read was, uh, the new warriors and, um, you know, based on our uh, interactions in the comic groups on Facebook and Instagram and whatnot. I mean, you know how much I love the New Warriors. Yes, and I do. still do. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I did was I want to say I was probably late to the social media game. Uh, and then I think I want to say around 2009, um, I got a Facebook and I didn't even know what I was doing. And I fiddled around with it and played with it and took the stupid, you know, what kind of, you know, potato would you be during the Irish famine quiz? And, yep. you know, um, you know, <laughs> so all that stupid stuff. And uh, then I'm, I remember thinking, I'm like, why am I even on here? Um, I was sitting around at work and I was like, huh, you know, maybe I should see if I could find some of my favorite writers and artists on Facebook. So I, uh, the first one I could think of was the writer of one of my favorite comics, The New Warriors, which was Fabian Nicietza. And, you know, for 
many of your listeners out there who don't know he's the co-creator of Deadpool. Uh, it's his claim to fame. I know, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, Glenn, you don't care for Deadpool. <laughs> not, necess- not necessarily, but I do, you know, I, I, I do respect Fabian's work because I also did read New, New Warriors for a while. And uh, I actually have met him a couple of times. I know that you, you know, kept in, in, in pretty regular contact with him, I guess, over the years. But uh, great guy and very talented writer. Super talented. Um, well, uh, you know, I, I, I know and you probably feel the same way as I do as uh, the Deadpool saturation. But um, and, and, and even the Harley Quinn saturation, which is another mm-hmm. uh, favorite character of mine. But I mean, that doesn't mean that there isn't a saturation. Right. So um, anyway, uh, I'm on Facebook and I see that Fabian Nicietza has a Facebook page and I'm like blown away. I'm like, what in the world? Fabian Nicietza and, and anybody who's not really into comics, well, who the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> right. And so, um, but I'm thinking Fabian Nicietza. So I sent him a friend request and he accepted and I was like, yes, I was like, yes, <laughs> I'm in. So, yes. So, um, anyways, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, you know, give it some time, several months, maybe a year. I'm playing on Facebook again. And I see that, uh, someone at, at, during a posting that Fabian had made, someone, uh, made a comment about how I used to draw funny books and for Marvel and this and that. And, and obviously him and Fabian knew one another and it was a, a playful uh, back and forth between them. So uh, I looked him up and he drew uh, X-Men Adventures and several issues of Punisher. So um, I sent him a friend request and he accepted. And, you know, I've been out of the comics for, you know, 20 plus years. And, and um I didn't know the guy. I wasn't very super familiar with his work, <clears throat> but I sent him a, uh, a friend request. He accepted and we just started chatting and we have been friends. This was about five years ago and we've been friends ever since. Um, he lives up in uh, Albany, New York. And um, I went on vacation to New York city in 16 15 or 16. And, uh, when I was there, um, I told him when I would be there and he, uh, he came down to New York city and met me and hung out with me and brought me, you know, sketches that he did and signed books for me. And, and we're still good friends. And, um, you know, I I actually talked to him this morning and, uh, you know, then that branched out to, I started sending more friend requests to um, people that I knew or was familiar with that worked on uh, New Warriors books like uh, Craig Brassfield. Um, I look for Derek Robertson, but, you know, he's too big of a name now. But, you know, he he really did good for himself. Yes. And, I mean, I, I don't know if anybody's watching The Boys, but, my God, I'm blown away. That is an excellent excellent tv show um i've read some of the trades it's really good um his art is phenomenal um 
I watched the Happy TV show. I loved it. I, I never read Happy. I don't know if you did. Mm-mm, no. Uh, but um, he is just someone that really, really did well for himself and, um, you know, got one of his big breaks drawing the new Warriors. So, um, you know, I, I really just loved his work. I, I've, I've met him at uh, a con in Memphis, and it was just um, – just so awesome. I I was just so, and just a great down to earth guy that he was. And that was one of the things that kind of got me back into comics. It was around 2014. I went to that convention. Um, I bought, you know, some, some books. And I remember talking to Derek and uh, he's like, do you want a commission? And I was like, what's a commission? And, uh, now I've got, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars of original art commission, you know, but, uh, um, he says, would you, I mean, he goes, the commission is an original art piece. I was like, yeah, man, I'd love one. How much? And he works off of, uh, how much you want to spend. And, um, he's like, well, how much do you want to spend is how much work I'll put into it. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, I said, well, I don't know. Um, I said 40 bucks, you know? And uh, he says, uh, uh, okay, well, uh, who's your favorite character? And I said, Speedball. He goes, well, 40 bucks would probably get you uh, like a Speedball quick head, you know, doodle head. And I said, okay, well, I I paid him the 40 bucks. And, um, you know, my my sons and I were walking around the, the convention and I got to where I was just ready to go, you know, and uh, which is wild because, you know, you put me in a convention now, I'm there all three days. You can't, you, you beat me away from there. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Um, and um, so I, I, t- I look at my youngest son and I said, you ready to go? And he's like, yeah. So we left. And um, But before I left, I, I went back to Derek's table and it's like, I'm leaving, man. I, you know, um, he says, um, well, here's your money back. And he had my phone number. And I'll, I'll, I'll regret this to this day. Um, he gives me my money back. I leave. Um, I go home. And uh, he texts me several hours later and goes, hey, Mike, this is Derek. Um, I'm free if you'd still like, uh, like that speedball commission, um, you know, and you're coming back to the con tomorrow. And I was like, nah, man, I'm good, you know, and I regretted that for years. And uh, somebody uh, in one of our um, the, the, the great thing about social media, somebody in our group was um, going to a convention that Derek was attending. And I asked him, I said, man, I told him the same story. And I said, he works off a scale. I'll send you 100 bucks. Get me a sketch, please. And he got me one of my prize sketches. Um, I sent him a Nova blank. And he he uh, did uh, Nova and Speedball on it. And it's one of my, my prize pieces. And, you know, it's funny because, like, you know, people like um, people like me and you, I mean, you know, we have an original thought process where, and not getting into the whole flipper mentality or anything. I'm not getting into that, but 
you know, we have such a love for the medium. My first thought is like, let me get a Nova or a Speedball or somebody from the New Warriors. And then you got other jerks that are, you know, let me see if I can flip this uh, Billy Butcher sketch for how much I can get for it, you yeah. know. And um, So, anyways, uh, but I digress. I've probably been rambling for 15 minutes. I apologize. That's okay. That's what we're here for. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, um, uh, the guy that I was talking about, he and I are really good friends, is uh, John Hebert, for any of your listeners that – you know, want to look him up. Um, he doesn't mind, you know, a social media, you know, hunting him down on, uh, Facebook or Instagram. He's, he's a very gracious and approachable guy. Um, we've had many, many, many talks about, you know, the comic book industry and, you know, his contributions to it, which, you know, to me are, you know, I mean, they're abundant Mm -hmm. and he, he, he doesn't think so, but, uh, um, most good creators would think that yeah and I mean he's just a like I say he's just a really down to earth guy and, and he's always been you know you know really really good to a, a, a comic book nerd you know um, some of the uh, other members in the comic book groups that I'm in have I've introduced him to them and you know, one in particular that comes to mind was like a really big Gambit fan. He sent him, you know, the money for a Gambit commission. Because um, there's actually a, a really awesome X-Men Adventures cover that he did with Gambit on the cover. And, uh, you know, there's an abundance of Punisher fans. Of course, there's an overabundance of Punisher books to choose from. But, um you know, Punisher fans have reached out. Uh, get me a sketch if you can, and I, I'd always reach out to him. You know, mm-hmm. so so you've you've used your social media presence really to to build a, a nice little network of not only just uh, fans but obviously creators as well. So you 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 were out of the hobby for a bit, but you came back with a vengeance. It seems like. Uh, I did, and that is actually um, a, a great point um, because I, I started uh, joining these um, Facebook groups dedicated to comics, and um, that's actually where you and I uh, first become acquainted. Um, and and I, I don't even know if you'll remember this or not, but there was a big group that I'm not going to mention, but... I um, just as you're saying it, because this was six or seven years ago. Yeah. Um, that there there was a group um that was like huge. And mm-hmm. whoever the moderator, the main person who created that group, there was a lot of beef and a lot of problems, and there were some real jerks in there. And then we kind of spun off into a new group, if memory serves. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. Um well I was in the the big group and I also being relatively new to social media I posted a book that I had bought and it was um, Iron Man and Submariner number one and I was just so proud of it and um, 
I didn't know anything about slabbing. I didn't know what grading was. I didn't know about getting books pressed. I didn't know anything. And um, so I just posted a pic of the book and said, uh, hey, what does everybody think of this? You know, should I get it slabbed or something? I don't even know really what it was or what it meant. I just knew that it was a thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you, your typical uh, Facebook jerks were getting on there and like, why would you ask people this and that? And, you know, grading is so um, subjective and, you know, why get your books graded? And then, you know, so many comments. And then you commented and um, you said, uh, well, it's his book. If he wants something on the lines of it's his book, if he wants to get it graded, he can. Uh, I'm not a fan of grading, but if people, I'm not going to tell other people what they can do with their books and their money. And I thought, wow, this seems like a, you know, a level-headed guy that I could probably uh, talk comics with. And I sent you a, a friend request, and you accepted, and you're probably regretting it ever since. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Not <laughs> and, at all. Um, I became acquainted with another guy who um, he was kicked out of that big group. And he took that as an opportunity to um, create his own group. And when he did that, um, I, I barely knew him. Um, but, you know, based on our interactions with him, he thought, I might be interested in being an admin in the group. And he says, uh, would you like to be an admin? And I said, sure. So I did. And I took that as an opportunity because, I, I mean, it was his group, but he really gave me a lot of freedom to do what I wanted to do. And I took it as a chance to really do something different with these comic groups. And I, I know, and I don't want to sound braggadocious, but I know nobody was doing that. What I what I started doing now, everybody's doing, it, and that's fine. But you know, um, I don't think people know where it came from, and so um, I, you know, just started sending friend requests to random creators that n- names that I recognize from, you know, various, uh, you know, Facebook interactions and you know, Hebert's Facebook friend list and, you know, other creators, uh, friends list. And, you know, I just started interacting with them and asking them if they would like to join the group and interact with, uh, the fans in the group. And a lot of them were excited to do it. Uh, uh, but also a lot of them were, you know, uh, they were just in the group, but they were kind of lurking and that's fine. They, they, you know, um, just kind of wanted to do their own thing and, but some were very happy to interact. Um, Tom Morgan comes to mind. He he loved interacting with fans, um, and his his uh, contributions to comics are just uh, they're out there. I mean, he's done so much, mm-hmm. and uh, and and people probably don't even know his name. You know, Tom Morgan. Who's that dude? You know, but um. But now, you know, he works for for Disney as a storyboard artist drawing, you know, mouse and duck. But um, but he's he's constantly in the group. Um, 
you know, answering fans' questions about this and that and the other. And, you know, Hebert's the same way. Mike Harris comes to mind. Um, I can't think of anybody else offhand. But, you know, these are people that, um, you know, I, I reached out to and asked them to join our humble group. And then, you know, that group just kind of exploded um, with, uh, you know, the fan interaction, um, the creator interaction, uh, the, you know, the people um, basically, you know, like I say, uh, fans of certain characters reaching out and saying, hey, I love the Punisher. I know you did, you know, some issues of the Punisher. Can you how much to draw this? And, you know, um, uh, Tom Morgan did a lot of uh, Spider-Man uh, and Avengers and Iron Man. So, you know, I've gotten commissions from him, uh, you know, paintings. I mean, he, he dabbles in, in paintings also and uh, on sketch covers, which is wild. Um, and, but anyway, I digress. We got so many, uh, members that we just exploded and we were probably one of, uh, in my humble opinion, um, the better groups out there because we didn't have the whole, um, you know, rule with an iron fist mentality like that, like that big group had, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, tra- uh, I, I almost said his name. I didn't mean to, but, um, he, uh, he wound up, uh, going his own way and um is about i don't know i want to say around 2017 give or take and i haven't talked to him since uh and and to be honest i i miss him i i i enjoy talking to him i mean we i thought i thought we were better friends you know but like he was like no i'm done talking to everybody okay and uh so one of the uh, admins in uh, that group um, created another group. And, um, you know, we, we just took all of our uh, members from the previous group and just kind of uh, made this other one grow. So, um, and, you know, I, I don't mean to get off on a side tangent, but, I, uh, I, I hit, um, I hit the comics industry again with a vengeance, like you said, and I agree with that wholeheartedly, Mm -hmm. but one thing about it is, um, you know, you fly too close to the sun, you know, Uh, Mm -hmm. I know that's a silly analogy for a a comic fan, but you know, I just kind of fizzled out and, um, I still read things on occasion. Um, and of course, if I, if I get the chance to get an original art piece, I, I still do. Um, but I just, I don't know. I guess I burned myself out. And um, I would say uh, the biggest thing is uh, I contribute a lot of my, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think. Uh, my train of thought derailed. But uh, I attribute some of my burnt attitude to, I, I don't know, I just, I, 
how, how do you say this without sounding like, okay, there's other people that are way older than me that, you know, still collect and love collecting and this and that. And that's, mm-hmm. hey, great, good, good, go, do your thing. Uh, but how do you say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm 41 years old, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, I just got married last year, you know, I've got children that, and I, you know, it's time to just let the comics go, you know? Um, I don't know. That's a hard, that's a, that's a real bitter pill, you know? No, right. No, I, I hear you. And, and, you know, we, we were talking before we started recording about priorities and we were kind of joking about things and this, but this is a very serious side of that is that you have life and work and family and other things that, that are in your life that, and, and I would never judge and I hope no one else would, um, you know, not only, um, your, your, your priority prioritizing, but also, um, your, your love of the medium the love of your family because that's your decision exclusively to make and no one can do that. So I I get being, being kind of maybe melancholy about it, Mm -hmm. but you do what you got to do for you. And if that means, you know, stepping away from the hobby and, and all of that time and energy that you put into those Facebook groups and building that network and building that, uh, community is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, I could see how that could wear on you because there's a lot of admin responsibilities and issues to deal with. And I've, I've dabbled in that before myself. So I I appreciate where you're coming from. And sometimes you just need to step away. And that doesn't mean that you won't go back, but going back is going to be on your terms and as deep as you want to, or as shallow as you want to. Sure. There's no harm in that. Um, Speaking of uh, commissions and, new warriors artists i don't know if you're familiar with uh richard pace uh, but yes um, yes uh, he is awesome man he's he is just he's really really good at speaking of my family as well at um at you know just super realistic you know work and i got um married in november of last year and my wife's birthday was in March. So I reached out to uh, Richard and said, I want to get something. I'd like an art piece uh, for my wife's birthday. So I sent him uh, several pictures of, of, of my favorite pictures. And I said, choose one of these, and I don't care which one you choose. And I thought, you know, obviously the sentiment was, you know, I I wish, you know, you could see yourself through my eyes, Mm -hmm. you know. And uh, um, I sent him, you know, the money, and he lives in Canada. And he, I mean, turned it around really quick. And so... um, some of her female friends and relatives and uh, my sister and some of my female friends, I'd sent them that and showed them. And I was like, do you think she'll like this for her birthday? And like, Oh my God, she's going to love it. And um, it was awesome. It was awesome. (laughs) 
and um, we have it hanging up. We have a uh, a wall uh, dedicated, I guess, to you know just things that you know uh, we we had a caricature done from another uh, artist that I've interacted with named uh, Greg Greg Cravens, and he does a uh, comic strip called The Buckets. And he also um, draws a comic uh, called uh, Stone Ninja. And both of those creators, the artist, uh, Greg Cravens, and the writer, his name is uh, uh, Gabe Dorenzo, they both live here in Memphis. They both go to my the comic book store that I go to. And um, so I said all that to say... Uh, I reached out to him about doing a uh, caricature of my wife and I. And he uh, turned it around relatively quick. And uh, I I went to his house and picked it up. And I mean, it was just, how can you, I, I just can't describe this caricature that he did because I mean, it's just so great. I mean, he, he made my wife, the most beautiful caricature cartoon woman I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, and then of course, you know, there's this, you know, my big dumpy self, you know, and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and so, um, anyway, uh, so, I mean, like I said, I've gotten, you know, several, um, art pieces, um, uh, based on my, interactions uh if i remember correctly um you like you don't like getting mail order commissions is that right yeah i'm i'm more a fan of um i i have a couple actually two sketchbooks that are going right now and and i'll get commissions done in that book that way i can sit down if i want to flip through it and i can actually look at all of the art in one shot now that doesn't mean that i haven't gotten um, either mail well actually have I done a mail away I- I've done it with Instagram artists like um, lowbrow stuff kind of stuff that wouldn't necessarily be family appropriate but sure. I- I've done some things like that but as far as comic creators no I've not I've not done anything mail away um, everything has been um, in person where I've negotiated you know what what I want to get yeah that, I'm not adverse to it um, it's just, um, just something that I've never, never actually done before, but because I prefer to get the sketches done in, in those, uh, those sketchbooks, it just, you know, kind of limits what, who I, it would have to, it would depend on who it was, how much it was, what I was getting, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I actually remember a few years ago reaching out to you cause there was a con in Fort Myers, Florida that, uh, Fabian was attending and Mark Bagley. Yep. And I said, I can't go. I will pay for you and your wife to go and pay, you know, whatever, you know, and then pay for whatever commissions and sign, you know, getting books signed. And if you would, if you would go to this con for me and get these books signed for me. And, um, obviously you did, and I'm thankful for that. But, uh, um, if I remember correctly, you got a, uh, an O bar commission and it wasn't the crow. Yes, that 
that was uh, <laughs> what a great guy uh, Jim O'Barr was. He was uh, he was very very cool, very gracious, and uh, yeah, of course everyone was like, you know, can you do the crow, the crow, the crow? I was like, mm. I said, what what about you know, you've done some, you did a handful of covers for Dead World, and I asked him if he would do a uh, King Zombie, the character, uh, the, the the lead antagonist in that story. And he absolutely crushed that sketch. Um, I still, I think I still have the picture of him on, on my phone holding the sketch and me next to it looking like a grinning idiot. Um, <laughs> the, the, the price, the price was right. Not that it would have really been an issue for the quality that I got. It was, it was color. It took up the entire page. I mean, he went off the page, all four directions. And you could tell that he was like, yeah, this is something different. I can kind of dig it and I can get into it. And the, the detail was phenomenal. Um, yeah. So that was definitely, definitely worth it for, for me. And I certainly appreciate you. You know, you kind of helped make that happen by getting us down there. Cause I probably wouldn't have gone otherwise. Yeah. Um, and I know that I think I, I texted you when I was in line. I was like, yeah, Bagley's here, but his, even his headshots are like real pricey. And, uh, I think you kind of begged off on that, but you know, we got, we got the signatures and uh, got the stuff mailed back to you. So, and, and again, I, you know, I met, that was the second or third time I had met Fabian and just as gracious as he ever was. And just as, you know, happy to, to know that he kind of played a part in making a character that, you know, so many people love so much and has gone on to do huge things. And I, he's just enjoying the ride still, which I think is, is really cool. I, I do too. I think, hey, you know, I mean, there, you know, get paid while you can. I mean, especially if, um, you know, I mean, do 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 good for yourself. I mean, if if there's nothing else out there, I mean, do good for yourself while you can, and mm-hmm. ride that Deadpool train as long as you can. You know, absolutely, because there's there's always going to be a way for him to to kind of make a little bit of a living off of that. Whether it's whether it's residuals, whether it's royalties, whether it's you know signing books or you know you know getting fees for attending shows, uh, panel discussions, whatever it happens to be, he can he can definitely get you know get some mileage out of that. And I say go for it because how many artists and how many creators in comics history have we heard about that have died in poverty? Yes, and that is heartbreaking because we're talking about people who have fed our imaginations and 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 if you want to get more cynical about it fed a whole bunch of people's pockets yes um i can't help but get cynical about it i mean maybe that's just my nature but i mean yeah i know the first person that comes to mind and probably yours too is bill finger oh man yeah yeah probably a name that a lot of people that would not know Unless they know a little bit about the history uh, of, of of comic books in general, and we're talking golden age history at that point, but there's been countless, uh, you know, way too way too many artists to uh, to name that um, just never got their fair share. And there's been very high profile cases, um, you know, Superman creators and, and things like that. But uh, yeah, it's it's it, it's unfair. And, and that's why I think companies like Image are great because 
if Robert Kirkman doesn't ever want to do anything again in his life, he doesn't have to. Mm. And he deserves that for what he created. Absolutely. So those are the kind of stories where I'm like, good on you. I got burned out on your stories and I stopped watching your TV show, but damn son, go get your paycheck. Absolutely. I agree. Um, so I'm cool with that. Uh, I don't know if you watched this documentary, but it was on Hulu and um, uh, the Bill Finger documentary. And I have not seen it, but I, 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 I know I should. Yes, it was so, so good. And so um, part of uh, DC's uh, fight uh, to keep uh, any family from getting any uh, Batman money, uh, essentially, was uh, um, hindering on Bill Finger having any living heirs. So um, he had a son that he lost contact with who uh, turned out to be gay. But he did have a daughter and the daughter is still alive and well and living in Florida, if memory serves and social media, her name is Athena and um, Athena finger. And uh, I found her on Facebook and sent her a friend request. And um, she, you know, attends cons and, you know, talks about, uh, I, and don't quote me on this. I, I may be mistaken, but I don't even think she had a relationship with uh, her grandfather, Bill. But, you know, once uh, once she was located, I mean, you know, D.C. was not happy about giving her that big check, which they mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I just I, I, why? <sighs> I don't want to get started on capitalism. I don't want to start. I don't, I don't want to do it because I, that will just take me down a, a road where what, what few listeners I have will go ahead and tune out at this point. So we're not going to, we're not going to go there. Um, no, going to sure. keep it positive. Absolutely. Um, go, go comics. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. So let me ask you this because I do want to kind of segue uh, a little bit here and, and let's talk about getting back to the books themselves. I know, I know, and I always have known that you've been a massive new warriors fan. I didn't realize that you started kind of on that Spider-Man angle and then kind of graduated to that, but it, 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 it kind of makes sense. It does track, but what, what would you say all time your favorite story arc is just that one story that if anybody says, what do you like? You're just like, it immediately comes to mind. So um, are you saying um, like a splash page from a certain book or something? No, well, I mean, hit me or... that would, that would be, that's, that's fine too. But what I'm looking for is more if like a story, an, an overall story that you, that you read. So like a, a certain plot or something like that, where you're just like, wow, or, a, or just like a, a, a story arc itself, like the first arc of new warriors that kind of thing okay so i'm glad you asked this question it's a really great question and i've i've i told fabian when i met him how special this story was to me so um uh i loved obviously the new warriors and then from uh one to 25 was bagley and 
a lot of people didn't even realize that he drew a book before Spider-Man, you know, um, gasp, he gad, but, um, he was not a big name until he went to Spider-Man, but, you know, I loved his work on the new war. Anyway, he left to draw Spider-Man, uh, and that's when Derek Robertson took over. Right. Well, I don't remember, uh, the exact issues, but there was a storyline where, uh, no more Rita had a one night stand with an Asian gang member and he ran a gang called the poison memories. And when she had that, uh, night with him he uh stole a rolodex or a book with uh the contact information from the team so he took that and kidnapped all of the new warriors family members um uh speedball's father uh rage's uh grandmother um I can't even uh, remember everybody, but um, anyway, uh, I had a letter printed in New Warriors 49, so if anybody goes out and reads that letter, you know, I was about 13, so please, <laughs> give me some slack, but um, <clears throat> um, I remember reading it, and there the scene... And I want to say it was a centerfold splash page by Derek Robertson where um, Rage finds his grandmother murdered. And he falls to his knees holding his uh, grandmother and just the way the story unfolded and how Fabian wrote it and how Derek's art was. I mean, it just... you know, I'm a, I wouldn't say I'm an emotional guy, but I do get moved and I don't mind if people know it. And, and even now, you know, I mean, I'll watch a movie. I'm like, oh, the you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, anyway, um, I remember reading that and I was just like, I just started crying. I was like, this was so good. And, um, I wrote a letter about it. And I remember telling Fabian that 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 page and I and the verbiage I used even as a kid, you know, think you know, reading is fundamental, by the way. Um, and I said, uh, um, the rage that rage felt singed my fingers. Nice. And yeah, thank you. And um, uh, and and I still use that. And I told. Fabian that when I met him and you know I'm going to go back to your uh, Jim O'Barr story because I think and again not getting into the whole flipping thing but you know I hate it so much that you know if if you wanted to get a uh, a commission from one of your favorite artists Jim O'Barr and everybody's you know like you said the crow the crow the crow and who knows how many, and not that it's any of our business, but how many of those people were like, this is going on eBay, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you got one of your, you know, characters from a book that 
even I've never heard of, Dead World. Um, so um, when, and and I remember the guy that I sent the Nova blank to to get a Derek Robertson sketch for me. He went up to Derek's table, and he said to me, his exact words were, I told uh, Derek that you wanted to spend $100. I gave him the $100, and the character you wanted was uh, Speedball and or Nova. And his face lit up because how many, you know, Billy Butchers had he drawn? How many um, happy you know, sketches had he drawn, right. you know, uh, and, you know, people trying to, to flip them on eBay. And I think, you know, if, if we're just going to be honest, you know, we're brought back to a simpler time. So were they. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, when, when, and hey, hey, good for his success. I, I'm not taking anything away from him, but you know, he, he, he did, he did really well for himself. But you know, he's like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making good money. I mean, I, I don't have to ever draw another, you know, Homelander or, you know, a happy sketch or anything. Let me go back to doing New Warriors or freelance Spider Man or, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of people at uh, Image have done that. Uh, um, Eric Larson, he's gone back to Spider-Man, and um, uh, he he did a a Nova series um, yep. a few years ago. Um, speaking of Nova, uh, Mark Stegbauer, who is one of the inkers for for Nova, um, he uh, I, I haven't met him but I've gotten several commissions from him. Uh, he, um, somebody was at a con and I didn't ask, this was unsolicited, but somebody was at a con he was at and, uh, said, I've heard, uh, Mike, uh, speak very highly of you. And, um, you know, I, I would like the commission and would you please sign, you know, this Nova book or whatever. Well, um, and this is one of my prized possessions. Mark gifted me through him a Nova promotional poster that he signed. It was uh, Chris Marin and Art, his inks, colored, and it was a uh, Nova, the new Nova. I remember uh, that poster. Yeah. Um, what really ticks him off or something, and he's flying through a big clock. And uh, he uh, he he sent me that he sent me that poster, and I've I've got it framed, but not before I shipped it. I, I shipped it to Fabian because I'd met Fabian once before, but I shipped it to a con. He signed it for me. Um, I got a Chris Marinin, um commission. And when I did, I said, man, would you please sign this Nova promotional poster? So I've got this promotional poster signed by Chris, Fabian, and uh, Mark. Nice. And it's one of my prized, one of my prized pieces. Um, 
Uh, and speaking of Marin and what the commission that I got from him was I sent him an inhumans blank and I had him draw uh, Nova playing fetch with Lockjaw on the moon. <laughs> so that's that's my boy is Lockjaw. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's a, a good he's boy. a good boy. He's yeah. a good boy. So, um, uh, yeah, well, I mean, that's my, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Any more questions or, I mean, I, I love playing this. I mean, ask me anything. Uh, well, we, we do need to wrap up, but I do have two things that I do want to hit you up for. Um, I know you said you've kind of faded as far as, you know, buying things, you'll, you'll pick up things every once in a while, but outside of, of commissioned artwork, because we know that's kind of another animal. But if, if we were going to talk about a book, that would be a grail of yours. Just that book that you're like, I don't have it, but I would really enjoy, I'd really appreciate being able to own a copy. What book would that be? Oh, easy. Um, can I tell you why real quick? Of course. Okay, so um, as you know, I'm a retired police officer and um, I went into business for myself and, you know, I, I do okay. I'm not rich, but one of the things that I told my wife was um, if we get rich, you know, and we know how wives can be, but uh, no offense, ladies, but um, Hey, husbands can be this way too. I know what, I know where you're going, but it's, it's, (laughs) I said, uh, I said, if we ever get rich, I am buying an amazing fantasy 15 and I don't want to, uh, I don't, you know, I, the money is obviously there that, you know, we're not going to go skip, you know, a, a house note or nothing for me buying this. But if we ever get rich, I would like to buy an Amazing Fantasy 15, even if it's a low grade. I just want it. And she says, okay. And I said, okay, I'm going to hold you to that. You know, it could be five, ten years from now. But And I come home and the checking account is low, you know, five, ten, twenty grand. Yeah. You know, <laughs> this is what, uh, this is it, you know, and she says, okay. You know, so um, that Amazing Fantasy 15, period, point blank, period. Okay. But why specifically that book? Okay. Um, well, uh, I don't know. Should I state the obvious? I mean, he, it's the first appearance of Spider Man, of course, but. Um, if you're asking for my personal, absolutely. Okay. Well, um, I've always had a deep love for Spider-Man, obviously due to, you know, my love of spectacular Spider-Man. Um, then I branched out into the amazing Spider-Man and, you know, read it all the way up until, um, the clone saga, which, you know, I'm, I'm not getting into that, but, mm-hmm. um, and just always had such a such a deep love for for Spider-Man and the stories and um, and just to think back of the contributions that Stan Lee and Ditko made, you know, um, you know, you 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 hit on something earlier about you know. Uh, made our imaginations run wild, you know, and then, um, you know, it made, 
the stories made us, you know, hey, hey, Glenn, if we were kids, you know, hey, Glenn, or now, uh, hey, Glenn, who would win in a fight between Iron Man and Spider-Man? And <laughs> I'm going to go with Spider-Man. Right. Period. And you might be, you know, if you're going to be objective about it, which is your prerogative, but, you know, if you're an Iron Man fan, you're going to be like, Iron Man, period. You know, and here's why, you know? Mm-hmm. But the contributions that Ditko made, and, I mean, he chose to live the way he lived. Yes. And he was probably impoverished, but he chose to be. And the the contributions that he made, he don't even care about. Nope. And that's so wild to me because... You know, as a father, you know, I want to live a, li- li- live the life that my children will be like, hey, my dad was great. You know, um, he did this, he did that. And, but Ditko could care less. He created Spider-Man, big whoop. You know, y- y'all, bought my, y'all bought those books. You know, I don't care. Doctor Strange, big whoop. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so... I mean, again, that doesn't take away from um, the contributions that he made. Now, Stan Lee was very much aware of it. Oh, very much so. (laughs) Don't get me started on that. Yes. um, He was very much aware of it. And, you know, I think think when he passed, you know, and he's at the gates of heaven, uh, you know, I think there was a cartoon someone made and God saying, hey, I think I hear you're pretty good at creating universes. <laughs> and uh you know but these people did that for us and i don't think people give them the credit they deserve as far as like you know reading for example i mean people don't give comics the credit it deserves for making kids read i can tell you the difference between there there and there when i'm writing a sentence you know mm-hmm. no i well and i had mentioned this in a previous podcast is that i I learned how to read faster than I normally would have because of comic books. I, when I got to kindergarten and when I got to first grade, I was bored out of my head because they were learning ABC stuff and I was reading Dr. Strange. Mm -hmm. So I was like, what are we doing here? Yeah. I I mean, you know, by the hoary hosts and they were like, what are you even talking about kid? So where's Hoggett? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly show it to me on a map yeah. um but yeah it's there's there's so much between reading obviously and then the use of someone's imagination and and the the stories that can be told the lessons that can be learned the the, the moral uh aspect of it there is just there's so much value that people don't give it credit and 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 it was different you know in earlier days because obviously you had so many soldiers that were reading books there was like you know the 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 printing uh, the numbers on those books in the 40s and 50s was kind of like off the charts as far as how many books were, were selling mm-hmm. um you know just right now it's a fraction of that but um but, i mean there were a lot of people reading lots of different types of books at that time and and, and all of a sudden, so I, well, I know what happened. Frederick Wortham happened and and kind of took the whole thing and said, this is awful and it's destroying our youth and they need to not do this and kind of went down a down a hole for a little bit. But 
you're right, Stan Lee, Ditko, Kirby, and, and, and the ones that would kind of follow on their heels. And then the folks, obviously, that were working, you know, on the DC side of things as well, um, brought it back to a point where it was just, it was, it was a money-making machine, certainly. Um, even when times got tough for DC in the 70s and Marvel in the 90s, it was still profitable. There, there was still you know, money to be made if things were done the right way. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but more importantly, it just impacted so many people in, in wonderful ways. Um, t- t- how, teaching people how to be confident and to work through adversity and to stand up for what's right and, and, and all of these things and, and to, to protect people that need to be protected. It's, yes, you're, you're right. The, the, the value, forget money, but the value of comics and, 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 and what they have to offer and have had to offer for decades, I think uh, goes uh, greatly underappreciated. Mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate, but, you know, there's plenty of people who know, you know, we know, and there's lots of other people out there that know too, so. Yeah, and the movies, the, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which, I mean, you know, I mean, we're comic fans, but let's be honest, it's pretty great. Yeah. And, um, I remember um, going to see uh, Guardians of the Galax- Galaxy, which, by the way, is my favorite movie of all time after seeing it, and it replaced The Empire Strikes Back after many, many years. Hmm. But, yeah, man, pretty cool, huh? Um, I mean, I said a lot, right? Because every, you know, for, for people who are fans of the Star Wars universe, it, it, it is commonly held that Empire is the best of all of the films, even the, the nine plus that we've gotten now. Mm-hmm. For you to say that a Marvel movie supplanted that at number one is that's pretty that's pretty heavy. And I remember being in the theater watching uh, Guardians. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, it, what comes to mind is the scene from Step Brothers when, you know, they're 40 years old and they're playing with night vision goggles. And he's like, can you imagine if we had these when we were a kid? And you're like, but even better, we got them when we're 40. Um, <laughs> but I think about like, man, if we had movies like this when I was a kid, oh my God. Uh, that's where my head goes and maybe it shouldn't because we got them now and we're enjoying them now but you know i was like you know every movie that came out back then it was terrible you know (laughs) and but we watched it anyway you know yes yeah yeah well one one last question kind of actually to to shift gear off of comics just briefly because since you said again you've kind of drifted away a little bit for, for the time being, because I don't see it being a permanent thing for you. Um, if it's not comics, what other things do you do for fun? What hobbies or interests do you have that kind of take up your time when you need to unwind? Okay, well, um, I, I hope this is okay to say, but, you know, I know that you and I have uh, a lot of uh, fundamental uh, differences politically, but I do appreciate the fact that we can keep that separate and remain friends and have a mutual respect. Um, just as long as we know that there is a, I mean, we, we, we disagree and that's fine. Right. But, um, I, um, I'm, I'm a big, uh, 
uh, shooting sport um, uh, enthusiast. Uh, I like shooting guns. I like collecting guns. Um, I like um, building guns. Um, I, I, I just, I've taken that um, passion and hobby of mine. And plus, I mean, it was a profession for many years and I've taken that and um, I have become a, a firearms instructor so I can, I can teach firearm safety. I can teach people how to shoot. I can basically go back to the fundamentals and teach people, you know, um, well, marksmanship and, you know, uh, how to, you know, secure, um, a gun and et cetera, to keep people uh, away from it that don't need to be around it. You know? Okay. Well, I, I, and I, I respect that because, you know, safety, it's a, it's a massive issue in this country. Um, but just knowing how to handle it properly, how to secure it properly, keep it out of the hands of the wrong people, even out of mm-hmm. kids, that sort of thing. So certainly I, 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 I respect that because I think that is education that is really, really important. So, well, you know, that's taken 20 years to not, I don't want to say master, but, uh, you know, that's taken 20 years and, and massive amounts of training um, that I have taken that I've invested in myself and, you know, the agency that I work for has, has sent me to, you know, large amounts of training. And, uh, you know, um, I mean, it's just, you know, you, you don't get good at something overnight. As a matter of fact, I think I read somewhere once that sucking at something was the first step to becoming good at something. So well, that sounds about right. Cause at least you tried and you're like, ah, this is not so great. And as long as you've got the, the motivation to work at it, it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, one, uh, somebody asked me not too long ago, um, what is, uh, some, uh, basic, uh, what is something to give their children as far as, um, you know, keeping them away from a, a, a gun. And I said, well, and, and not to get off on, uh, uh, again, a side tangent or anything, but, uh, I, and I'm no fan of the NRA either, but, um, um, the NRA has, uh, a, a series of books in comic form, uh, called Eddie the Eagle. And his basic, uh, premise is, you know, teaching kids to stay away from firearms and it's, uh, hit you know hit period stop don't touch tell an adult and that's it you know that's the main uh main things that they preach to children as far as guns well that's a good thing i can't argue with that so not argue with that but uh anyways that's basically it um my my uh my wife and i we trying to um you know spend a lot of money not a lot of money but spend money on you know going on vacation so we're traveling and you know i went to vegas for the first time for my birthday when i turned 41 and i was like man i'm 41 i'm, I'm in vegas you know for my birthday you know <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a movie yeah man exactly so um but anyway yeah that's basically um how i'm spending the majority of my time you know with my family and uh basically uh uh teaching um gun classes very good 
So um, we can wrap up with anything that you wanted to uh, promote or suggest any of your social media that you wanted to share with anybody. So if they wanted to, to kind of keep up with you, if they wanted to hook up on Facebook, what, what should they do? Um, well, my name is uh, Mike Strickland and um, there is uh, my, my profile picture is my ugly mug and my beautiful wife. So just look for an ugly guy next to a pretty brunette. Um, and my Instagram is, uh, chicken lover zero one. And that's, uh, C H K N L V R zero one. Um, also if any of your listeners are uh, looking for a comic group to interact with, uh, fellow enthusiasts and, and comic creators, um, I help admin, um, a group called the collector's corner and just send an, uh, send an, uh, send a request and, you know, we will, uh, we'll add you and, and make an introduction. As a matter of fact, um, I hope to, uh, promote your podcast some, and then maybe some of our listeners will listen to this episode in particular. And, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, maybe it'll help, you know, help you get some more listeners. I hope that happens. Oh, I, I do too. And I greatly appreciate the, uh, the signal boost and, and, and sharing this with, with everyone. Uh, obviously we're in our infancy here, but, uh, even, even if I don't end up with a massive, uh, you know, follower base or listener base, hearing these stories, this is why I did this podcast in the first place. I wanted to hear these stories. I wanted to know where people come from, why they care so much about comic books and, you know, what they like, what they don't, and and really get to know the people and kind of the backstory. I, I have always found it fascinating. It's been some of my most interesting conversations I've had with people. Um, and that's, you know, the whole point of this. So if you, you've got folks that want to share, I'd be uh, love to hear from them. Um, you know, earlier in the podcast, I, I gave out the information on how to contact me. They're welcome to reach out and we will, uh, we'll take it from there and we get you on the air and, uh, and see what you're all about. So I, I would love that. That would, that would be greatly appreciated. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me, Glenn. Um, I just, I really appreciate it. And I, I'm glad that, you know, I just, you know, I reached out of course, after, you know, seeing you, uh, you promoting it on Instagram and, um, and honestly, uh, not that this is relevant, but, you know, I was like, Hey man, cool. Maybe you'll get some listeners. And, and I sent you that message and you're like, you want to be on it? I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that at all. So, you know, um, but here, you know, here's 41 year old, uh, comic nerd Mike and you know like yes I get to talk on a podcast about comics you've you're living the dream Mike I, I've arrived buddy you you have you can burn all those commissions because this is where it's at this is where it's at man yep. this is it so but I, I can't thank you enough for having me man and uh, you know and anything I can do to help promote your show please let me know well, I, I do appreciate that greatly, Mike. I appreciate your time. And uh, this is going to be one of those special oversized issues. This is going to have like extra pages of content. So, uh, but I, but we, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, and I, I thank you for your time. And uh, I hope to, uh, you know, who knows what, maybe we do a little more, a deeper dive into certain things, maybe 
pull out those issues of the new warriors and kind of get a little bit deeper into that and see if we can make you cry on the microphone. Oh man, I can't wait for that. As a matter of fact, I was uh, talking about, I reread new warriors number three and how I was like, it's so great. And <laughs> even in my forties, I was like, this is so good. Um, but uh, yeah, man, that would be great. And um, you know, best of luck in your, in all your uh, podcast endeavors, man. Right, I, I mean that sincerely. I, I appreciate that very much, sir. Thank you so much. So that was your um, kind of your monthly gateway at that point where you were just had that steady flow. So you never missed an issue and you were able to, to keep up with that. Uh, I kept up with it religiously. Um, and, you know, like I said, I just love the stories. I loved all the, uh, all the characters and I'm still a sucker for a Sal Buscema's art. And there's someone, and I can't think of his name offhand, but he has advertised, um, you know, commissions at, you know, an, an outrageous amount, but, uh, you know, a quick little doodle. And, you know, there's so many people that are, that are fans of, um, Thor and his Hulk run. And, um, I think he did uh, um, the cover or maybe the whole issue uh, for Rom the Space Knight. I'm sure you'll remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, all right. Well, I'd like to thank. Why did I zone out? Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Well, I'd like to thank Mike for joining me today. I realize that was a little bit longer episode than, than we normally do, but I hope you were able to uh, hang in there through the whole thing. Just shows that uh, some collectors start one particular path and end up pursuing another path. You know, Mike's passion has become collecting original artwork you know, sketches and signatures, and I think that's that's great. I've I've d- done some of that myself. Uh, for me, the focal point has always been the books themselves. But um, everybody collects a little bit differently. They collect what they love. They buy what they like. They and and that's how it should be. So uh, I again I do appreciate uh, Mike for for joining us. I'm actually going to forego the uh, dollar bin find of the week because this episode did run a little bit long. Not wor- not to worry, though. We'll go ahead and catch you up on one next week. Uh, we'll, uh, we, I've already got a few more interviews in the can ready to go, so I'm looking forward to getting those out to you. Again, thanks so much for the response, and I hope that uh, sometime between now and next Friday, we'll see you around the spinner rack.